morning, good morning. Hey, a great morning outside. Kind of muggy, but real sunny, and the dirt is ready for digging. That's what we're going to talk about for the next hour. Hey, y'all, I'm Horticulture's Felder Rushing, and welcome to our garden party. This is Mississippi Public Broadcasting's weekly garden program we call the Gestalt Gardener. Uh, I'm your host again, Horticulture's Felder Rushing. Our producer is an awesome Java Chapman. We're going to have fun for the next hour or so talking about just plants and stuff, gardening and stuff. By the way, this is National Crayon Day, and so I'm going to say this is uh, celebrate the colored dandelion while you can. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, going to share a few emails. Got some phone calls. It's a live program, folks. We got plant swaps and other events coming up. We're going to be talking about that and all things gardening here in the Deep South. Uh, Horticulture's fellow rushing here on Mississippi Public Broadcasting. We're going to take a little break for some news and come back with your phone calls and a little bit about the color dandelion. Say bye-bye, dandelion. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Okie dokie, folks. Welcome back. Horticulture's fellow rushing, and we're going to be talking about gardening. If you got gardening on your mind and you feel like talking about gardening, you got something you've been thinking about or arguing about or need a, a third opinion or something like that, give us a call. Let's talk about it. That's what we do here on Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcast, one of the few uh, NPR uh, systems uh, affiliates that does just local stuff, talking about gardening and health and computers and food and fix it and all that kind of stuff. That's what today we talk about gardening. And uh, we got a few things going on I'd like to talk about with you, but uh, I do want to remind you it's a call in program here on Friday is live, Saturday rebroadcast. But Friday, if you want to give us a call, it's toll free anywhere, 1 888. Uh, I don't know the numbers. What am I talking about? I'll have this. I'll give you the numbers in a minute. Is it 888? One eight 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 MPB ring. Okay, I got the eight 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 bit right. <laughs> See, you walked away from the microphone. Thought I was gonna, I was gonna remember this stuff. Oh boy, so what happens when you when you're devastated about some news? And I'm, I'm not devastated. This is beyond a first world issue. But Crayola brand crayon Java. This uh, the 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 it's the coloring company, the crayon company. And uh, they said I got a dance letter one time. I said Crayola. And they said it's Crayola brand crayon. Anyway, every now and then they retire a color. And this color for, because I, I, I saw something about this on the news, and I didn't know what which one, because they have like a million reds. I thought it was going to be one of those colors. Oh, yeah, you, you think it'd be and, something nobody uses and all. But no, they decided what they're going to retire this year is um, the one called Dandelion. Which I would assume is is, uh, is a yellow, some sort of yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, it's just let me see. I've got, I got the. the they haven't made the. They're making the announcement this morning, but uh, breaking news. <laughs> yeah, break. There you go. We scooping stuff here, and <laughs> not supposed to know this stuff yet. No, we don't know what the new color is yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, but uh, uh, what you know, I remember was it? Uh, well, a, a real quick overview. Uh, this they started in like like nineteen oh three. Over a hundred years, Crayola brand crayons have been making color. Started out with the the eight pack. When I was a kid, we had the eight pack. Then it went up to sixteen, and then the thirty two pack had a little sharpener on the end of it. That was fancy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, anyway, they they've done some 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 pretty interesting things. Uh, I remember uh, back in nineteen ninety, and they. Re- Tired, uh, so the you know green blue. I mean, come on, who used the color green blue? What is green blue? 
Uh, you got me. Yeah, so anyway. <laughs> but I got rid of teal uh, and raw umber. Raw umber is kind of a weird brown that, you know, it's like the, the underside of magnolia leaves are raw umber. Uh, anyway, I wanted to replace them. Now, this is me. You know how I'm going to do this, Java. I said if they, they had this contest, they came out with eight new colors and wanted people to name them. They didn't have names for a year. And one of people come up with the names, and I'm thinking, they didn't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> they need to put put you in their roll of dicks. Yeah, and I came up with three new colors. One is called habanero. Habanero is sort of a yellow. It's the color of habanero peppers. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, I heard. Yeah, okay, all right. And of course, that might be what dandelion is. I don't know, but I wanted to have one <laughs> named habanero, and I wanted to have a crayon named cow patty. What, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> but, then, but then I realized that two colors is dry patty and there's wet patty. <laughs> See, you're just taking it too wet. That's, that's two out of the six that they wanted to name right there. <laughs> anyway, cow patty, that's not one. Anyway, they introduced crayons uh, back in uh, 1903. And uh, a couple of things that happened uh, back in 1962, and partly in response to the Civil Rights Movement, they changed flesh. They had a crayon when I was a kid called Flesh. Now, see, they, now you you scooping me. I didn't know yeah. anything about this. Anyway, they they renamed it Peach. Okay. Because it was more peach color. Then, oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, you know, this as as we all know, skin skin. My face is a different color than my arms. Yeah, well, that was I guess the people who were in the in the corporate Crayola. That was all their color. That yeah. <laughs> Flesh. I bet it wasn't. But anyway, uh, they you know they they made some other things. But uh, also in 1999, they had one called Indian Red, which was actually colored after a color from India. Okay. But they changed Indian red because, of of, of course, it, it has, you know, cultural things. They changed the chestnut. Um, anyway, they've got a, a new contest, but uh, in 1990, they retired maize, lemon yellow, blue, gray, raw umber, green, blue, orange, red, orange, yellow, and violet blue. Um, last thing I want to throw out here, uh, I, I wrote down a couple of things I thought was, was really, really weird. Um I can't find it. Oh, they have some colors that I didn't really understand. They have one that's called uh, Fuzzy Wuzzy Brown. I mean, you know, I feel Fuzzy Wuzzy. Is this like a, teddy, like a teddy bear brown or something? Know. I don't know. They have one called Inchworm. I mean, come on, what color is Inchworm? I mean, you in the garden. You should, you know what they look like. Yeah, and Manatee. As the animal? like Yeah, those are real colors. Manatee, Fuzzy Wuzzy Brown, and Inchworm. But they get rid of dandelion. They get get rid of dandelion. I'm thinking, eh, we need to have some kind of movement here. Save the dandelion. <laughs> anyway, if you like dandelion, go out and buy them while supplies last. Ah, yeah. It, it, oh, it's a collector's <laughs> item now. That's right. So is Periwinkle, but I, I, and I have Periwinkle. Anyway, uh, we are not sponsored in any way, form or fashion, here on MPB by Crayola Brand Crayola. Crayons, but if you like dandelion, you better go get it while you can. Oh yeah, <laughs> we got a couple calls already. Um, early this morning. Now, you want to tell people where you going? I know you said some plant swaps coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By, by the way, I went to a fantastic one. The the one they have at the Flora Library every twice a year is so fun. There were I don't know forty fifty 
or more people, maybe 60 people there, bringing some of the most unusual plants, some plants that are precious, they're tough, they're durable, they're interesting, but you cannot buy them anywhere. you got to get them from some folks. Uh, that was a lot of fun, and uh, I just had a just whole, whole lot of fun with it. But I'm going to another one tomorrow down in Mobile, and this is a good one, too. It's, uh, it's held in a, uh, the parking lot right by the uh, community garden at Central Presbyterian Church. And if you're from the Mobile area, you know where Central Pres Church is. It's at the corner of Dolphin Street and St. Anne. It's real easy to get to if you're not from, from Mobile, but um, it's the Old Dolphin Way Plant Swap. Starts at 10 o'clock. Starts right at 10 o'clock. I went last fall. And it was so it was so wild. There were so many plants there and interesting people and lots of just giveaway plants, swap, not just swapping giveaway. But anyway, it's the corner of Dolphin Street and St. Anne in Mobile. Um, and by the way, um, I, I got a, 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 a email from Joe Pierce who let me know about it. He said he took my advice last fall. He had some merlitons that weren't doing well. He said, "Don't worry." I said, "Don't worry about them." And he said, "End up doing well." And uh, so, anyway, I look forward to seeing some of y'all, some of y'all tomorrow. So I'll get there probably nine fifteen, nine thirty, or something like everybody else. Ten o'clock, Central Presbyterian Church in Mobile. It's got a lot of fun. It's free. I think you'll have a good time. Now we, um, you just said at the plant swap, some of them were some giveaway plants. I was recently at a store and they had a, I'm not even going to tell what store it was, but they had a ton of plants and some of them were like 99 cents. Mm -hmm. Now I don't have a green thumb. Do you think it's worth me getting that and trying to like when they put those plants on sale? Are they just are they like on their way out? I don't you know. Well, yeah, it's a good question. A lot of times, if you know when they're swapping plants out, like at a big box store or something, you know, then they'll they'll let you have them or you know, for practically nothing. But they're half dead if they put them on sale. It's because they're getting old or whatever. But they're in, you know they, they wouldn't offer them sale even at discount if they were dead or half dead. The problem is Java. If you don't, you know, it's it's like going out. It's like going to, to a grocery store saying they got a sale on cans. I'm not sure what's in them, but I'm going to get them. You know, so you, you, you really need to, to get plants that you have an idea of what they're going to do. Because some like sun, like, some like shade. Some, you know, make fruit, some make flowers, some you got to do stuff to. But if you don't know what the plant is, it ain't a bargain. Any more than a can without, you know, go to the grocery store and they got a, a box full of cans and no labels, but they're only 25 cents. And the, and the cans are dented. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's basically dented cans and no labels on sale. Same thing with plants. Okay, because they were in the pot and I didn't know what they were, but I said, I'm going to ask Felder about that. Sometime, uh, if you, you know, feel like it, I do this live, take a picture of it, shoot me, you know, shoot me a text or something of the picture. I will do. We'll you know, do. If, if you know, if I, I, in between things, you know, I, I look at that stuff all the time. Anyway, we're going to be talking about gardening today. If you want to give us a call, one eight eight one eight 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 MPB ring. It's, I thought it was eight seven seven. It's not. Oh, I got uh, it from the big. <laughs> I'm following your lead, and you're messing me up. <laughs> eight seven seven. We did the eight 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 last uh, last Friday with the uh, with the with the pledge drive. Which, by the way, thank all yes. you supported us. We had an incredible day. It was just incredible. Gardeners came through. We appreciate all the supporters of this program and, and MPB. It's, it's important. We really appreciate it. One eight eight eight. No, 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 no. Eight seven seven. MPB ring. There we go. Let's go to Jackson. Hey, Mahalia, how are you this morning? Oops, did I push the right button? Is this Mahalia? Uh, I pushed it. I think I pushed the right button. I'll push it again. Mahalia, there? 
Okay. Let's just go down to uh, go to Michael, Michael the next one. Wiggins. Michael, are you there? Yes, sir. Good morning. Good yeah, morning. Friday, I, I was overdue for uh, donations to MPB and the... Uh, as soon as you played Zappa, I was laughing so hard and called me to donation on your show. Yeah, so, you know, uh, where are you going to hear Zappa but on a gardening program? Call any yes, vegetable. Exactly. I was, <laughs> I was laughing so hard on Highway 49 as I called and uh, made a donation. It's like, I was going to do it any, someday on Friday, sometime on Friday. But when you did Zappa, it's like, okay, I got to do it on, on Okay, so you're letting your freak flag fly, huh? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I want to comment about uh, peppers, hot peppers and sweet peppers. Uh, you can, um, nobody sells, like, good peppers down here. You might get a, an occasional habanero, but uh, uh, I, uh, last year I grew a bunch of stuff like Maruga scorpions and yeah, yeah. peppers, uh, um, uh, de toros for uh, stu- uh, stuffing or peppers and eggs and yeah. stuff like that. But, but I'm, I'm curious why... Um, why aren't uh, peppers popular in uh, Mississippi? Well, it's a good thing. First of all, there are a lot of pepper heads out there. I'm a chili head myself. I used to have chili peppers painted on a sideboard on the side of, the side of my truck. And uh, right now I grow three hot peppers, and I save the seeds for mine. But I also go to a garden center down in Texas every spring. I do a, a little lecture down there, and I come back with all sorts of cool plants. The, the, it, by the way, I've grown the Scorpio. Wow. Forget it. Too hot. Oh, yeah. no, you just eat uh, like one pepper and a big pot of beans, and it just adds really nice flavor. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I grew the Jilokia for a long time, and it's a great plant, but, it, you know, a lot of these, these really hot peppers, super hot peppers, they don't really, I mean, you know, they're a million and a half Schofield, you know, they, they're they off the charts, but uh, a lot of times they don't really produce well until it starts cooling down in the fall a little bit. The plants grow well in the hot weather, but they tend to produce better in the fall. But anyway, to answer your question, there are so many, many different kinds of peppers and flavors and and uh, d- d- with or without heat, a different range of the heat. Garden centers tend to sell what people buy, and year after year after year, they t- the, you know people settle into what they like. And if a garden center introduces too many plants, and then they're not nobody buying them, then they get burned. They, you know, as we say, what you don't sell, you got to smell in the garden center. <laughs> so when it comes to to specialty plants like hot peppers, even heirloom tomatoes and things, uh, you know, a lot of times you just need to learn you know learn how to grow them yourself from seed. Or save seed, which is which is what I do. Yeah, they're, they're wonderful uh, heirlooms, uh, such, uh, such as uh, black crim. I used to grow a little bit, but yeah. Uh, the, um and, but, and, uh, and you can get some of these, but if you go online, if you, you Google the pepper gal, the pepper gal. I mean, I've been buying seeds from her for who? She's down in Florida for I don't know how long, but uh, also uh, uh, Seed Savers Exchange. They've got wonderful. Their, their website has got pictures and descriptions of uh, maybe a hundred and. 20 different kinds of peppers. Yeah, I was getting mine from uh, Pepper Joe's, but I, I moved to Wiggins and there's yeah. no dirt in the dirt so uh, down here. And uh, so maybe well, I'll, I'll put some in a pot. Oh, my, Michael, I, I grow almost all of my, my specialty vegetables and my herbs in containers, big, you know, yeah. five-gallon or bigger. And peppers grow really, really well in containers. They don't have a real deep root system. And if you have something that's five-gallon or more uh, bigger, even with the flour in there to make it look nice, a little zinny or something like that, they produce really well. Uh, my favorite pepper that I grow, my favorite hot pepper, the little what they call a popper down in Texas, it's the chili pekin or bird's-eye peppers, about the size of a small uh, English pea. They will light you up. <laughs> That's what I told my friends. I, I gave a, a, a Chaguana 7 pot plant to a friend of mine in in, uh, in New Orleans, and uh, I said, well, it's, it's really hot. You know, don't take a bite out of it. And he came back, and he said, man, you can have these pepper plants back. And I said, no, you didn't take a bite out of it. He goes, well, it's just a little piece. 
<laughs> yeah. Couldn't well, here, here's the thing. A lot of people don't realize this, but uh, but hot peppers aren't technically hot. They're the only it's the only spice that c- completely fools your nerve ends, endings into telling your brain it's being burned. It's not a real burn, and it only lasts about ten minutes. But there's three benefits of using hot peppers. One is it gets your digestive uh, juices going. It really does help you digest food, uh, especially you know uh, in, in hot climate. It also makes you sweat, which has a cooling effect on the body. Uh, which is important. Uh, but third of all, and this is, you know, m- you know, Michael, you and I, we're old Zappa freaks, but, you know, that little endorphin rush is a nice little buzz for an old guy. Uh-huh. You know, it makes, you, fe- makes you feel good. And 10 minutes yeah. later, it's all gone. Yep. And, and lastly, I, I'll, I'll let you get on your show, is that they're beautiful plants. They're so decorative. I mean, uh, uh, they'll grow huge and be uh, have lots of colors. And they, they, and, they don't have all the diseases and insect problems of tomatoes and all. They are pretty peppers. My little chili pekin, the, the flowers are about the size of a BB, and the peppers uh-huh. are about the size of a little, little English pea. Pretty little plant. And by the way, yeah. mine, mine made it through four winters outside uh, in a pot. Yeah, that's uh, uh, I overwintered uh, 15 uh, plants in uh, New Orleans, and uh, um, that, that they're just delicious because yeah. the, the super hot they take too long to mature and produce. What we need That's to do, really Mike, what we need to do is get us some kind of little thing going where where we get people who you know chili heads who get together and, and share seeds. That's true. Okay, thank you, sir. Have a great weekend. Appreciate it, Mike. Your old zapper head. Appreciate that a whole bunch. Okay, thank you. Bye bye. Java, we kind of got off on that a little bit, didn't we? Hey, no, that was that was good because, um, like you say, it is something like an art almost to finding a good pepper. That's got good flavor. You know, a lot of people get, can't get can't get past the, the the heat of a pepper, but some of the hot peppers have got the best flavor. You, you know, just just unbelievable. Yeah, and because uh, one of my newest things to um, when we talked about it on Deep South, talked about it on Deep South Dining is uh, jalapeno peppers on sweet potatoes. Yeah, and it's just it's, it's amazing. Well, a lot of people, and, and we, do we need to take a break in just a second? Okay, we uh, uh, on a scale of one to ten. Jalapenos are about a three when it comes to hot. Scale of one to ten, and that's what I like because I don't like spicy food. Yeah, well, you know, and uh, uh, Tabasco's are like a seven or eight. Well, this habanero I was talking about, it would be a twenty-five. It, I mean, I, I'm not making this up. They measure them by this thing called Schofield unit, twenty-five. And some of these scorpions he was talking about, a million and a half. I mean, they're just unbelievably hot. Oh, but they make you feel so good later. <laughs> I'm horticulturist Phil Rushy. We kind of got off on a pet per tangent. We got folks from Oxford and Jackson and Columbus. We're going to be talking about tomatoes and azaleas and dogs peeing in the grass. All the stuff you're going to hear only here on MPB, Mississippi Public Broadcast. We'll be back with your phone calls and more of the wackiness we call gardening right after this. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. 
Okie doke, folks. Welcome back. Horticulture's fellow rushing. Um, uh, Mahel, you please call back. I want to talk with you about baffles. It's one of my favorite landscape tricks. Uh, before we go any further, let me mention that the Metro Master Gardeners uh, in the Jackson area are going to have their annual plant sale. That's Saturday, April the 22nd. It's going to be at Monell Gardens. A long time. We'll talk about that plenty before then. Uh, but coming up this next week, April the 6th, um, the Lafayette County Master Gardeners in Oxford, are having, they have a series of talks called the, the Museum Series uh, in, in Oxford. Uh, at noon on April 6th, they're going to be presenting a garden legend, Eudora Welty, and the historic spec- perspective of a southern garden. Uh, so look forward to, to that. I don't have where it is. I don't know if it's the library or what, so somebody can give me a call back. It didn't say where it's going to be. Uh, but anyway, that's coming up this next uh, April the 6th. Uh, and also, I'm going to be at the Mobile Master, uh, the Mobile Old Dolphin Way Plant Swap Saturday morning at 10 o'clock, Central Presbyterian Church at Dolphin Street in St. Anne in Mobile. That's tomorrow morning. I'm going to be there. Look forward to meeting some of y'all. I'm going to be in my old pickup truck with all the stuff planted in the back. Now, if I can push the right button here, we see Anna. Anna, is this the Anna from Oxford? Yes, it is. Synchronicity. The museum, the museum Where? Sarah's is at the Ole Miss Museum on um, the campus. Okay, okay. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That is so weird. So somebody please call it in in, in Anna. (laughs) Yeah, well, I was listening to you talking about peppers. You know, uh, I keep growing peppers, um, hot peppers. I grow regular peppers, but hot peppers. And um, I found I'm not allergic, but uh, just to cut them makes me cough and splutter and God knows what. Even though I put a mask on, it still creates a problem. Ain't it great? But so rather than have a problem with them, I give them away to the ladies at my exercise class. There you go. There you go. And, and, and in fact, they're already saying to me, have you got the hot peppers in yet? You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool, cool, cool. Well, I hope you all have a good turnout next week. But, uh, what, what you got going on? Well, um, I've got a, a female dog. Mm-hmm. And I think you probably know the problems there. Um, she pees in the grass and turns it green. It, well, yeah, it turns it green, turns it brown. <laughs> yeah. And um, the, I tried... Um, uh, dosing it with water, and then um, I put grass seed on it. But the grass seed grows around it, but doesn't grow on top of it. So, what do I need to do to treat that area in order to allow grass seed to grow? Nothing. Uh, it's, it's a urea. Typically, it, you, know, you you might be you might be spending a little bit too much on the dog food, uh, a, a real rich protein diet. Uh, but it's a urea, and and that that causes it doesn't cause the problem. It fer- it over fertilizes the grass. Oh. And what happens when you water it, that dilutes it and spreads it out a little bit. If you're real quick, once it starts turning green, it's not going to help. So the, the trick is you need to water it right after she gets done. Well, because I'm not watching her. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, see, basically what she's doing, she's just you know putting fertilizer in spots here and there around the yard. By the time it turns green, the grass is using it, water and just makes it feel great. Well, uh, can I put <laughs> lime on that section? No, it's no, it's 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 nothing but a temporary uh, urea, slow-acting nitrogen fertilizer. That's all well, it is. How come it's been there for a year? <laughs> she uh, goes I don't. The same spot. Doesn't, well, she might go in the same spot, but it doesn't have anything to do with the with the fertilizer. It's nothing but just fertilizer. I, I one other thing. I uh, have been given some um, these wonderful bulbs, uh, naked ladies, and then the the um, hurricane lily. Uh huh. Because uh, I don't know which is which, but I, I planted them, and now I have these huge uh, strap-like leaves everywhere. But it's sheltering everything else. 
Yeah. Well, can, can I sort of pull them up? Not pull them up, but tie them up or, or anything? No, here's, here's the deal. The, that, that's the one called Naked Ladies. It's Lycoris squamagera. It's the one that blooms pink, big pink flowers, okay. typically in July, August, sometimes late September, but it's going to be mid to late summer. And that's the big pink ones. And those leaves are going to start really, really soon. They're going to start turning yellow, and then you cut them down, just like daffodils. Well, the skinny ones... They've already they came up earlier and they've already sort of started flopping around. Yeah, yeah. The the ones a little little darker green, almost like a little pale stripe down the middle of it. Yeah, that's yeah. the red ones that bloom in okay. September or, or or so. Uh, those are the Lycoris radiata. That's the what we call spider red spider lilies. So I'm uh, gonna have a lot of flowers in the. Uh, good, good, but <laughs> but you know they're making their flower bud you know later in the season. Okay. You know, uh, I mean, right now they're still making their flower as long as they're green. They're yeah. making better flowers. So, you know, if you if you can tie them up without bruising them or bending them or anything like that, you don't want to interfere with the carbohydrate flow. Yes, Master Gardener, you know all about that. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So anyway, uh, just put up with it. They'll they'll disappear. As soon as it gets hot, it stays that way. You know, you make you some little willow branches to tie them up or something. I will. Okay, thank you very they, much. They'll be gone soon, though, Anna. Appreciate Thanks. your call. Bye-bye. All right, go to J- hey Marlou. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Hi, I have howdy. A question about my azalea bushes. Uh huh. It's now the time I trim them because they're real straggly. Yes, it is. Once they get through blooming, you can prune them up until low oh, the first the end of June or so, and they still have time for new growth to come out, toughen up, set flower buds before next spring. Very good. I know I asked you this years ago, but I forgot what you told me. But thank you so much. Have a great day. I'll All right. Guten tag. Ha <laughs> ha! I got her. I got the last word. Good dog. <laughs> I think that. Mean, I hope it means good day. Let's go to Columbus. Hey, Gene. Good morning. Good morning. Howdy. Good morning. What's What's going on? Well, I'm I'm a uh, kind of a uh, in a pickle. I want to figure out how to get my the tomato plants I've planted to bush out rather than to grow stalks and grow tall. And Ooh. I've never been able to figure that out. I've, well, one the, the two things that, that typically cause them to be stretchy and leggy and like that, one is not a lot of sunshine. If they don't get broiling hot sun for seven or eight hours a day, they're going to stretch out. And also, if you give them just a little bit too much nitrogen and fertilizer, that makes them stretchy. In between the leaves... The leaves grow out of the little things called nodes, and you, and the in-between is called the internode. That gets stretchy with a little too much fertilizer. So you might want to fertilize at half strength and uh, make sure they get plenty of sunshine. Also, you can switch over to different kind of tomatoes. There's bush-type tomatoes that, that don't get big anyway. They don't grow all summer, Gene, but they produce a whole bunch and then, then peter out. You can set out bush-type tomatoes. There's one called Celebrity. You can put those out uh, every uh, three or four or five weeks, some new ones, and always have real thick, bushy plants coming along. Now, that's a real easy one. I might have lost him. I think we did lose Gene. Okay, well, if he's listening, bush-type sunshine, not so much fertilizer, and try some of the bush-type tomatoes like Celebrity. They, By the way, they don't need tied uh, uh, like on steaks, but you can put one of those uh, tomato cages around. They do real well. Uh, we got music, but I want to go to Mobile and see what Dave's up to. Hey, Dave, good morning. Good morning. Howdy. Uh I understand you're going to be in town uh, tomorrow morning. I am. I'll be down at Central Press, if you know where that is. I do, and uh, that's on the calendar. Good, good, good. Uh, Bring a plant. Several days ago, I picked up at one of the big box stores a silky gold milkweed. Uh Uh-huh. 
play the pronunciation of what is it? Uh, Asclepius? Asclepius? Asclepius, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, what, what, it's got the, the other name to it, too? Oh, boy. Uh, Curasavica? Yes. <laughs> <Don't be gold. laughs> that's a good one. They, they have this tropical milkweed. Some people call it uh, blood milkweed. Yep. That's yellow and, I mean, that's sort of yellow, orange, yellow, and red. You've got the one that's all yellow. Correct. Yeah. It's a great plant. It's a great plant. Okay, but now here's the thing. Uh, uh, this plant was in, you know, the field gallon container uh-huh. from a nursery in South Florida. But in uh, the container, there were three separate plants. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, I uh, looked at as a, you know, a freebie. Uh, Two freebies. Yeah. Uh, now, is there any particular reason other than sales you know, looks nicer uh, for presentation to have the three plants That's in a single pot. Only reason they do it. You know, I worked at a, a wholesale nursery for a long time. We were so shrubs away and we rooted cuttings and right. we would put two or three in a pot to make it look really, really good, really, really fast. And 15 years later, with one of them dying in somebody's yard, it looked like a third of their plant was dying. And it's nothing just to, 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 to beef up the pot. Okay, and so I uh, divided and I spread them out, thinking that that would, uh, in the long run, be better than yeah. just dropping it in the ground. Freebies, that's right. Yeah. Now, uh, we see descriptions growing plants full sun. Yeah. Uh, and in, you know, the deep south, is that necessary, applicable? Yeah. Now, there's some plants that up north will take full sun that will burn up in the south. Some Correct. things, there's some hardy succulents out in the desert, believe it or not. And, and uh, I was in the Mojave Desert uh, three, two weeks ago photographing uh, for, for a magazine. And some of those plants take full sun in the desert that will burn up in Mobile in the sun because of humidity. But in general, full sun means at least six or seven or eight hours of direct sunshine. It's an energy thing. But uh, anyway, that particular plant, by the way, you got enough to bring one of the plant swap tomorrow, okay? You hear what I'm saying? Because I know it came back. This is a hardy perennial. Yes. Okay. Okay. Thanks for the help, as always. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Oh, and cut it, cut it back in a bush out, and you'll have even, and you can root cuttings off of it. Well, uh, direction said that on that particular plant, you can actually root cuttings in just water. Yep. So uh, bring, bring some to share. See you tomorrow. Okay. And well, one, one more real quickie. Still there? Nope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, we talked last fall about various salvias. Yep. And I've got uh, uh, several that are, you know, up, going strong, wanting to uh, start cutting them back so they'll bush out. Yep. Uh, cut just above a leaf axle, or uh, does it really matter? Doesn't really matter. Oh. Okay, you're making it easy. Root, root, some, root some to bring. See you tomorrow. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're going to give do some music now. Let's do it. Which you got two in 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 the box. So which one you want? Uh, let's do the 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 vegetable blues. I'm horticulturist fellow Russian. We'll be back with more to get stock gardener right after this. Hope my you enjoy it. Mama, please! I've got the vegetable, veggies on the table, blue. I clean my room, do what you please. 
This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. All righty, welcome back, folks. Horticulture's Phil Russia got an email here uh, while we're on the line from a guy named Al Johnson. He said he's got a, a 12-year-old crepe myrtle tree with some roots growing across the top of the ground. He wants to know if he can cut those roots back to the trunk. And uh, the answer is, well, you can, but it's going to really hurt the tree. Reason trees have roots on top of the ground because roots have to breathe. They not only absorb water and nutrients, but also air for the plants. And uh, if you've got a really heavy soil or or your your dirt's really uh, uh, wet or anything like that, roots can't breathe deep. They're going to stay shallow. And uh, as they get older, they get bigger around in diameter, and uh, they start poking up on top of the ground grass. Anyway, long story short, if you stick your arms straight out, wiggle your fingers, imagine them cutting your arms off at the shoulder. That's what you'd be doing. Let's don't do that. Instead, put you some monkey grass, Liriope, some mondo grass, uh, put you some uh, Artemisia, the one called Palace Castle, put you some bowls, but plant something around the base of it or else just make a circle or an oval or whatever shape you like around the outer edge of it and say from the from the from the ditch out is grass, from the ditch towards the trunk is tree roots. That's just part of it. It's what they do in botanic gardens. So anyway, cutting the roots will hurt the tree pretty seriously. So I'd I'd recommend you have to go with that flow. I guess that's what I'm saying. Now let's go to uh Sissy in Vicksburg. Hey Sissy, good morning. Hey Guys, I have a question about container gardening. Okay. And the reason is I saw my grandmother bent over for years and years and years from gardening all her life. And my dad has gotten on up there, and he bends over, and it just, I don't know how he does it. And now that I'm, you know, a few short ways from retirement, I would like to container garden. And I saved a catalog from years ago with stand-up containers, and they, all I can describe them as is they look like that plastic kid uh, furniture and yeah. they snap together like Lincoln logs. Do you get a good crop out of that type of thing? I, I grow nearly all of my herbs. My rosemary grows in dirt, but nearly all of my herbs and most of my vegetables in containers. Five-gallon buckets or bigger. If it's smaller than a five-gallon bucket, you know, with a hole in the bottom, smaller than that, you have to water too much. But five-gallon, in my front garden, I've got a six-foot diameter galvanized steel horse watering trough with all of my herbs and most of my vegetables growing in right in the front yard. And I don't have to bend over to do nothing. So, uh, yes, it is but here's the deal, though. You can grow stuff in dirt. You know, your your grandmother, your dad grew stuff in dirt. That's okay. But if you put dirt in a pot, it turns into concrete. So you need to use 
potting soil. And, yeah. and, and not only that, but a lot of vegetables don't have a real deep root system. So you've got a big container. They're not going to have roots all the way to the bottom, so you don't really need to fill it all the way up with dirt. You can fill the bottom part of it with uh, styrofoam peanuts. With You can turn upside-down buckets. You can fill uh, uh, cu- plastic bottles with the caps on them. Just put anything to take up space because they only need about a foot and a half or so of potting soil. Yeah. I, I've tried growing tomatoes in, in five-gallon buckets, but... I think maybe I should have put either more rocks in the bottom or something. No, 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 not, not, not. didn't get a lot of tomatoes. No, no, not rocks, rocks. Okay. You don't need rocks in the bottom. Rocks are to keep it from falling over. You don't need rocks. Just something to take up space. The other thing you need, uh, and, and by the way, some varieties of vegetables grow better in pots than others. You know, in 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 uh, in pots, you want to grow the bush type tomatoes rather than the big tall vine types. So choosing okay. different varieties that are produce a lot in a smaller space that's going to be important. Uh, but also, if you use a good quality potting soil that's got this white crunchy stuff called perlite for yeah. better drain, and then take that and mix it fifty fifty with bark mulch. Okay. Then that gives you better drainage. For my potting soil, I put in a scant handful of agriculture lime, and, and I don't want to get into the reasons of that, but I th- that's important to me. And then I use a slow-release potting soil fertilizer at one-half strength. Whatever it says to put in a pot, I put half that much, and then that's pretty much it. So a little bit of fertilizer. You, What's that? I remember that I cut holes in the bottom of the five-gallon bucket. Is that necessary? Oh, yeah, 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 because they don't grow in water. I drill my holes around the sides near the bottom rather than on the bottom because I want it to drain out, not not rot my deck or whatever underneath. But if you'll just drill holes around the, the sides, fill the bottom up a little bit with some bark or some kind of drainage stuff. doesn't have to be rot. Potting soil that's 50% potting soil, 50% bark, a little bit of agriculture lime, and then half-strength fertilizer. Then that helps. And the other thing I do is after I plant stuff, I put leaves and bark and stuff on top as a mulch to keep the sun from wicking it dry. But I grow all my stuff in pots like that. I grow so you stuff. Can grow all, all your vegetables in pots. I, I well, you you wouldn't want to grow corn in pots. You know, you want to grow stuff that produces a lot in a small space, like tomatoes and peppers and basil and oregano. You know, those kind of things. Oh, right I now, I'm. I'm growing some English peas, some little small compact English peas that I got from a master gardener um, in, in pots right now. They got flowers over there, peas. I'm going to be eating peas next week out of a pot right by my front door. I want to grow uh, purple hulls and snap beans. No, that- no, 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 no. Those things, those, you know, they don't produce a lot in a small space. You need a row of those to get a, up, to get a, up, a, a, a bowl full. Let, okay. let's, let's stick with things that produce a lot per plant in a small space over a long time. Bush beans, maybe. But um, yeah. anyway, let's start with some easier yeah. I mean, I grow stuff in the back of my pickup truck <laughs> in a pot in the back of my pickup yeah. truck. Yeah. I'm not, not well, making I mean, this up. The things I wanted to grow, that's why I was asking you. I, I definitely want to grow peas and beans. So well, you, you really, really need to have an, an area out there in, you know, uh, you know, more space for those kind of things, corn and peas okay. and beans and all that. You know, you need a lot of plants to, to get a good picking. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Shoot me, Sissy, shoot me an email anytime. We can talk more about it. Appreciate your call. Now, Joanna, are you there? Yeah, hooray. Thanks for calling back. Uh, Listen, I am fixing to put up what I'm calling a baffle, and I want to know if there's a legal difference between a baffle and a fence. No. Yes. There's not? Yes. No. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? Fence. Yeah. Okay. Fences. Some some neighborhoods they say you can't park your car on your grass, you know, or leave your garage door open. You can't have fences. But a baffle isn't exactly a fence. It's a structure, and you can usually get away with it if you make it cute, Joanna. Okay. What I'm going to do, I'm going to use uh, reed fencing, and I want it's going to cover about. I think the reed fencing is twelve feet. Yeah. The, the, I didn't know if that was too long or not, but I thought if it wasn't connected, then it technically wasn't a fence. If it wasn't totally enclosed. Well, here, in here's it. I, I, I've used reed before. It comes, you know, you buy it in the rolls, and it's pretty cheap stuff. But it's like six feet high. Yeah. Okay. That's going to work. Okay. That's going to be a fence. A baffle is something, you know, if you if you walk out in the sun and you have to use your hand to shield your eyes from the sun, mm-hmm. that's a baffle. You know, a baffle is typically something that doesn't go all the way to the ground. You know how billboards are? They're yeah, big, they're kind of suspended and kind yeah, of two, Yeah, two big sticks with something up in the air. A baffle is a miniature one of those. Uh, basically, imagine lattice, uh, you know, the, the lattice stuff turned sideways, yeah. raised up off the ground a couple of three feet. That's a baffle. So if you want to use the reed stuff, before you unroll it, cut it in half so you have two longer, uh, not quite so tall rolls, and stretch that out. Well, can somebody uh, not like it if I use the whole length? And you know, I'm Mar- this area where somebody keeps, like I said, they're coming over cutting my bushes and stuff, and I just, I thought, I'm just going to put a delineated line up there where I can't see them and they can't see me. Yeah, well, uh, you know, you, if, you'll, if you'll stand on your side and look in, in, and use your fingers, you know, up and down, like you're saying, it's about this tall, is find out what, where specifically you need to screen it. It, uh-huh. You know, and move your, you know, your your index finger and your thumb, you know, up and down until you see exactly where, you, and just put the baffle in that area. It may only be two feet of baffle, but it may be three feet off the ground. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and that were. Have you already got the reed? I've already bought the reed. I bought the wire. I bought the post, and I'm going to use the lattice work down the other part of the yard. Okay. Where we can put it on post. And- okay. Well, well, the reed. I, I would cut the reeds in bundles in half, so they're only instead of four feet or whatever they are, they're only two or three feet, and then stretch those a little bit higher off the ground. That looks a little bit better. Okay. Now you know that that's just me. Okay, I'm just like I said. I'm just trying to put a little between me and this other. Yeah, part. but 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 if you use that full roll, it's uh-huh. going to be a fence. It's going to be a fence. Yeah, a baffle is a piece of a fence. Is a baffle is the top half of a fence? If that makes sense. Yeah, I was just thinking about the the legality of it. I guess. Well, here's it. Martha Stewart quoted me by name as saying this, and it's true. It doesn't matter what you do or how you do it. Your neighbors are going to talk about you anyway. So just hold your head up, Joanna. This stuff's cheaper than make you tear it down, make it cost them. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, well, and spray paint fun. frowny faces on their side of it. I'm just so many things I just want to say. Shoot me an email. If we can get in more detail, shoot me an email. Thank you so much. All right, you bet. By the way, our email is garden at mpbonline.org. I got that right. I can remember letters. I just can't remember numbers. Garden at mpbonline.org. How are we doing on, on breaks? We we need to... Yeah, we can take a quick a quick break and then get to these uh, Pauline and... Dane. Dan. All righty. We're going to take a little bit of a break. I'm horticulturist, Felder Rushy. I do have fun on this. I'm so glad I don't have to sell anything. 
I'm so glad that, that I don't have to suck up to sponsors, you know, that we can call it like we see it. I'm a little bit embarrassed that some of the things I say are a little coarse or crude, but I'm a gardener. I was raised by gardeners who were raised by gardeners, and I work with gard- real gardeners. And the horticulture pulls me back a little bit. Anyway, if you want to know how to do something well or how to just get by, this is the place to call here at Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The Gestalt Garden wants you to enjoy what you do. We're going to take a little quick break and come back with more phone calls. Uh, again, want to remind you, I will be at the plant swap. I'm going to bring a plant to swap in Mobile at Central Presbyterian Church. Saturday morning starts at 10 o'clock. See you all before then. you're a sustaining member of mpb think radio we appreciate your support of our programs to become a sustainer go to mpbonline.org this is an mpb think radio podcast to hear previous shows visit mpbonline.org or download the mpb public radio app to listen on your iphone or android phone on demand Alrighty, welcome back, folks. Horticulture Fellow Rush. And by the way, Java, you know you can't expect you don't know what to expect when when I, when I when I got a wild hair here. But I was walking the other night and I heard something for the first time. I saw my first lightning bug for the first time. Some people call them fireflies. But I heard something I was walking the other day, and it's actually two things. You wanna hear it? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Can you hear the two different things? I hear some frogs, some some water. Yeah. Well, the one that's going, Wah. those are toads. And the really loud thing is a little tree frog. They're, they're not, they're little bitty green things. They're so it's a, different, the toads and some tree frogs? Yeah, the ones in the background, the wailing one, that one. I just want to know what's going on. They're whooping it up, man. It's party time in the pond. <laughs> That's, yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time. Come on, I don't know how to turn this thing off. Stop. stop. You got to fail during technology. I don't, I don't know how to. Okay, I'm just going to turn the whole thing off. I don't know how to stop it. <laughs> I'm going to sit on it. There, stop. Wow. <laughs> anyway, toads in the springtime, they get around water. They, they whoop it up and they legs and stuff so it's party time at the pond with the toads they're the ones that wail and they're really getting cranked up they can irritate you to no end but the tree frogs are about the size of our thumbs and they're little bitty things and they puff out this bubble under their under their their throat big as they are and they make the most incredible noise you can hear from two blocks away and only the size of your thumb yeah because they i know when it gets that time you can hear them at night a long, long, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen a green frog stuck to a window? Uh, I don't know about that. Well, you'd remember if you did, because it's kind of creepy looking. Anyway, that's what those tree frogs do. I also got an email from a, from a listener who said I should play the Rolling Stone song called Dandelion. I wish I'd thought of that one. Oh, somebody's on it. Somebody's on it. That's right. Anyway, let's go to up to the Delta and see what Dane's up to. Hey, Dane, what's going on in Bolivar County? Hey, Mr. Fetter. How you doing? I'm fine. What's up, man? 
Um, I have a Peonies. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that right? And uh, well, fo- folks in Cleveland they call it Peony. Yeah, but the Peony Society says Peony. Up in the Ozarks, they say Pineys. Anyway, we're on the same page. Uh And this growing season would be the third growing season that I've had it in the ground Uh in Cleveland, and I've yet to get a bud off of it. Okay. Yeah, well, first of all, it's a little bit early for this year, so let's don't write it off. Was this by any chance, was it white with a little red splatter down in the middle of it? Is the plant that color no the flower you remember what the flower is a white flower yeah uh, i'm not too familiar i know it has a wonderful smell but that's about all i can remember okay. it is white if it was it white a... yeah if it was white and you got it from somebody in the delta and it was blooming it's white with a little red down i mean that's called festival maxima it's probably the the best peony for the deep south it really <laughs> grows well takes a little while for them to settle down though dane when you when you first move them it may take them a year or two to get over it and the instructions for planting them say to plant them deep. Well, that's for people way up north. The Peony Society, by the way, is in Minnesota. So anyway, you, they, they like to be shallow, and they like to get morning sunshine, but not all-day broiling hot sun. <laughs> I got him opposite. Yeah. I got him afternoon sun and uh, you know, they, they, and they shade. They're northern plants. They're, they're European natives. They don't like our hot, hot relictants. Uh What you could try to do if if you could stand to it would be to plant you like a little small crepe myrtle or Japanese magnolia or something on the west side of it. Give it just a little bit of shade. Okay. And, I uh, can do that. It uh, gets afternoon shade. I was, my concern was that it wasn't getting enough sun and that I needed to move it to a sunnier place, but yeah. it does get well, let, a few hours of good sunlight. Let's, okay, let, let's see how it does this year. They usually bloom in, in May or uh, late April or May, so let's let's see how it does in and, and uh, maybe move it this fall, Dane. All right, we need to move on to Pauline because Pauline, she's been calling from Newton and hanging on a long time. What's up, Pauline? Hello, good morning. Howdy. Sorry, we're almost out of time. What can I help you with? I, I know. I probably have to email you. I got a fig tree and a pear tree. I planted about four I got from the co-op uh-huh. and two pear trees. But a, a friend of mine got a tree from Texas. It makes figs as big as an apricot. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I guess you call it propagate. Propagate? Yep. Okay, and I need and in a pear tree is a little Asian pear. I think it's brown, looks like an apple. Uh-huh. They make the best preserves. Oh yeah. So I'm trying to get both of those trees. I planted a regular brown turkey fig and another regular pear, but I want those two particular trees. Well, How the, can I do that? I broke uh, them off. Okay, the the fig's pretty easy to root. Piece is about a foot long. Maybe a little bit longer. Figs are pretty easy to root. Pears not quite that easy to root. They're they're usually grafted. They just don't root. Pears and apples, peaches and plums just don't root very well. I see. So uh, if you if this is in a friend's yard, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Make sure they take care of the tree. And I got a friend who knows how to take little pieces of it and graft it on other stuff. We can get you a, a little tree you know, of any kind of variety, a little pear tree, cut it off and stick pieces of your friend's on it. It's called grafting. But that needs to be done in the winter. So we can do that for next year. Meanwhile, the uh, fig tree should root pretty quick. Well, I just put it in potting soil or put pot, pot, soil. Work up some dirt like you're going to plant some flowers. Plant some flowers there, stick the fig in with them, and while the flowers grow, the fig will root. Okay. Appreciate it, Pauline. Thank you so much. Thank you. Ooh, that wasn't enough information. Too short. Ran out of time. Always do. I goofed off playing frog songs again. Well, that's okay. See some of y'all at the floor plant swap. Hope, hope y'all enjoy the presentation on Eudora Welty and Southern Gardening and uh, the Lafayette County Master Gardens at the Museum at 
Ole Miss. The Salt Garden is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. We call it Think Radio and Java. Appreciate it. Uh, you know, help, helping me with the numbers and stuff. We do what we can do over here at MPB. All right. We had our our, our, uh, our big boss man in the phone call, Jason. We appreciate that a whole bunch. We're going to take a break of a week and come back and talk more about gardening right here on Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Get out, take a kid to a garden center, to a farmer's market, and show them how to do what we do best, and that's get dirty. 